Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 9, Episode 14, The Dragon of Echigo and the Tiger of Kai. The frequent conflicts that defined Sengoku Jidai led to some of the most famous rivalries in Japanese history. Long after the Age of Civil Wars ended, these legendary stories would live on in no theater, visual art, poetry, and song. Today, we are going to follow the course of one such rivalry between two daimyo who vied for power in eastern Japan. We have already briefly discussed both of these leaders in the initial Sengoku States episode, but today we will examine their lives and feuds in greater detail. The Takeda clan of Kai province was clearly on the rise throughout the early 1500s. Through the bold leadership of their daimyo Takeda Nobutora, the clan had proved themselves the equals of the Hojo and Imagawa clans and become the virtual lords of Kai province. After being deposed by his son Takeda Harunobu, Nobutora sought shelter with the Imagawa clan in Suruga province. Although he was still called Harunobu throughout the events in this episode, he is more commonly known today by the Dharma name Shingen he adopted later in life, so I will refer to him as Takeda Shingen for the sake of simplicity. With Kai province firmly in Shingen's hands, a natural target for expansion was Shinano province to its northwest. A massive landlocked province whose borders touched ten other provinces throughout Kanto and Chubu, Shinano was a mountainous but well-watered province. It was not politically united but was governed piecemeal by several competing clans, many of whom invested heavily in economic development, hoping to gain an edge over their rivals. As a result, it hosted several contemporary cities and trade flourished throughout the province. Shingen's father had led an excursion into Shinano province back in 1536, and Shingen himself had participated in that campaign. In 1542, a local shrine came into conflict with the Suwa clan of Shinano, and Shingen considered this reason enough to declare war on them. The feuding clans of Shinano set their differences aside for the moment, rightfully recognizing Takeda Shingen as a legitimate threat. They gathered from the far corners of the massive province and prepared to take the fight to Shingen's doorstep in Kai province, determined to give the young upstart a sound defeat so that the Takeda clan would never dare set foot in their province again in his lifetime. The army which this coalition gathered numbered around 12,000, and they assembled at a place called Seizawa near the border between Kai province and Shinano. Shingen's army, by comparison, numbered only around 3,000. Rightly understanding that a fair fight would result in a crushing defeat, the chieftain of the Takeda clan organized a night attack, which caught his opponents completely off guard. The ensuing Battle of Seizawa was a resounding victory for Shingen, whose already stellar reputation as a victorious general now began to swell to legendary proportions. The wider result could not have been more favorable to his objectives. The confederation quickly dissolved as each clan raced to their domains in hope of mounting a defense, 
abandoning the Suwa clan to destruction. Shingen pressed his advantage, besieging Uehara Castle and taking the fortress in a bold assault. The day after Uehara Castle fell, the Takeda army besieged Kuwabara Castle, a much less defensible structure which had little hope of holding out. After two days, Chieftain Suwa Yorishige surrendered and was taken into custody. To paper over this bald-faced conquest, Shingen took one of Yorishige's daughters, Suwa Goryonin, as a concubine and signed a peace treaty. This practice of making conquered princesses into wives was meant to provide some continuity for the conquered people, and in spite of her captivity, Suwa Goryonin was well-treated and would later give birth to Shingen's heir. Her unfortunate father, however, was later forced to commit seppuku, which left Shingen as the natural heir to the Suwa domain. Seizing both Uehara and Kuwabara castles gave the Takeda clan a massive strategic foothold smack in the center of Shinano province. From then on, it was a matter of systematically targeting the next clan, taking their castles, and accepting the inevitable surrenders, or moving into their homes when they died on the battlefield. He started in the south, besieging and seizing Fukuyo Castle from the Takato, a cadet branch of the Suwa clan, which was followed shortly thereafter by the Battle of Ankokuji, which destroyed any remnant of either the Takato or Suwa clans. Over the next few years, his campaigns would continue seizing castles and clashing with Shinano clans. His reputation for winning victories regardless of the odds earned him the nickname Kai no Tora, the Tiger of Kai. In 1547, he besieged Shika Castle, whose stubborn defenders awaited relief from friendly clans in neighboring provinces. Uesugi Norimasa was especially alarmed at the rapid success of the Takeda clan in Shinano, and he rallied an army to crush the besiegers at the gates of Shika Castle. Takeda Shingen, who was informed of the impending arrival of Uesugi troops, decided to initiate a tactic similar to the Nakairi maneuver we discussed in the previous episode. He led a detachment of his army to meet the Uesugi on the plains of Odaihara, where the superior Takeda cavalry would have a significant advantage. As the Uesugi column, likely close to 4,000 strong, approached Shika Castle to aid in its defense, they were ambushed by the Takeda detachment, who likely had a slight advantage in number. The Uesugi quickly scattered, and the Takeda claimed the heads of 15 ranking samurai officers from their number, as well as 300 heads of Ashigaru. What Shingen did next was a little beyond the traditional post-battle heads display. When his troops returned to Shika Castle, they attached those heads to long pikes and paraded around the castle with those heads within view of the defenders. Four days later, after a fire broke out inside the fortress, Shika Castle fell to the Takeda assault. The two remaining major clans of Shinano were, by this point, the Ogasawara and the Murakami. Side note, if the name Ogasawara sounds familiar, it is because that was the original name of the Miyoshi clan, and the Ogasawara clan of Shinano were their distant cousins. In 1548, Shingen suffered a rare defeat at the hands of the Murakami clan at the Battle of Uedahara. 
it is worth examining what exactly led to this stunning loss. As I hope it is clear by now, Takeda Shingen's success on the battlefield was largely thanks to his command of superior cavalry troops and preference for sneak attacks, night attacks, and unexpected rapid advances. He was known to study Sun Tzu's The Art of War, and I like to think he was especially inspired by this particular passage. Quote, Attack your enemy where he is not prepared. Appear where you are not expected. End quote. So what went wrong at Uedahara? The short answer is guns. In addition to his superior cavalry, Takeda Shingen's army of 7,000, also outnumbered by more than 2 to 1 the Murakami warband of 3,000 at Uedahara. As the battle commenced, Shingen ordered a mass cavalry charge against the Murakami, led by Itagaki Nobukata, one of his 24 generals. Such charges rely on close-packed horsemen to smash through the defenders' front lines, but these defenders fired arquebuses and hand cannons into their enemies, whose formation was disrupted by the gunfire. They still managed to complete the charge, but the Murakami Ashigaru easily absorbed the thinned-out vanguard, and the gunners and archers continued firing on them as they tried to break the line. Itagaki Nobukata himself was killed. The Takeda army had their own arquebusiers, but Shingen preferred lightning cavalry charges and did not deploy his gunners so that they could return fire upon the enemy at the beginning of the clash. The ensuing battle was an embarrassing disaster for Takeda Shingen, who lost two more generals besides Nobukata in the chaos that followed. Shingen himself was gouged in the arm by a spear and had to flee with his broken army. Everyone loves an underdog, but unfortunately this victory for the Murakami was Pyrrhic at best. Though the Takeda had lost over 700 soldiers in the skirmish, the Murakami had lost 300, and were not as able to make up for the loss. Shingen, furious at the embarrassment, learned where the Ogasawara were encamped shortly after the Battle of Uedahara, and defeated them in a terrific ambush, almost as if he was trying to prove that rapid, unexpected cavalry charges still won battles. With the Ogasawara clan now out of the picture, the Murakami clan would feel the full weight of Takeda Shingen's wrath as the only remaining independent clan in Shinano. Year after year, he steadily and methodically besieged their castles, sometimes waiting a full year for the garrison to surrender. Finally, in 1554, Murakami Yoshikiyo was forced to flee from Shinano province after Shingen took Kanomine Castle, which was his official headquarters. He fled to Echigo province, seeking the aid of an up-and-coming daimyo who had taken charge of the Echigo branch of the Uesugi clan. We discussed the early life of Uesugi Kenshin in the first Sengoku States episode, so we'll briefly review. Originally known as Nagao Kagetora, he had usurped the rightful chieftain of the powerful Nagao clan, his sickly older brother, and later extorted his own liege lord, Uesugi Norimasa, into adopting him as heir and giving him the hereditary title of Kanto Kanrei, offering in exchange safe refuge in his castle from the pursuing Hojo clan who had just defeated his army. 
Shortly after this adoption in 1551, Norimasa effectively retired, and the newly minted Uesugi Terutora, who later changed his name to Kenshin, was the head of the Uesugi clan. Although the Nagao clan, who now rebranded as the Uesugi clan, controlled much of Echigo, their authority was not yet absolute throughout the vast province. While he and Takeda Shingen certainly shared many similarities, their methods of unification were very different. Where Takeda Shingen largely focused on building a military machine that gradually but effectively steamrolled his foes, Uesugi Kenshin preferred economic development and infrastructure improvement. Kenshin had been well aware of the Takeda clan's voracious conquest of Shinano province throughout the 1540s and also desired to extend his authority over all of Echigo province. This would mean fighting two wars, which would require a lot of revenue to support. While reforming land taxation certainly helped his bottom line, the real gains were found in taxation of mercantile enterprises. Because of its location along the northern coast of Japan, Echigo received regular visits from foreign merchants, usually Chinese or Korean, and a percentage of their trade went straight into the daimyo's coffers. Fine cloth was especially profitable for both traders and Kenshin alike. The famous daimyo of the Uesugi was known to be especially fond of Chinese culture, and like Takeda Shingen was an avid student of Sun Tzu's art of war. The two had similar approaches to warfare, attack quickly and decisively somewhere unexpected, but the Uesugi troops did not fare nearly as well in the realm of laying siege. Protracted campaigns tended to end for the Uesugi in defeat, something which Sun Tzu actually discussed in his famous treatise. In 1553, Uesugi Kenshin met with Murakami Yoshikiyo, who had just fled from the rapacious advance of the Takeda clan, who were now practically the masters of Shinano province. The various chieftains of many Shinano clans had come to Kenshin previously, but he was too busy consolidating his power and building economic systems to support his carefully laid plans to offer anything but moral support. Now that the Takeda clan was practically at his doorstep, however, he had little choice but to respond. Many of the vassals and retainers of the Murakami clan had, by this point, sworn allegiance to Takeda Shingen. In 1553, the Uesugi raised an army and marched into Shinano on the bank of the Chikuma River, seeking battle against the Takeda army which had just seized Katsurao Castle less than two weeks before. This area in Shinano was a river delta called the Kawanakajima, and the ensuing battle will be known as the First Battle of Kawanakajima. Shingen marched north to meet this incursion, but the two sides had relatively equal numbers, and neither daimyo was willing to commit to a concerted assault that might expose them to a counter-strategy, contenting themselves with a few minor skirmishes until finally Shingen withdrew his army to regroup. Kenshin attempted to besiege Katsurao Castle, but as the effort stretched on, he eventually decided it wasn't worth risking a Takeda counterattack and returned to Echigo for the moment. The banners which Uesugi Kenshin arranged for his troops to use in battle displayed the kanji character Ryu, which means dragon. Because of his fondness for this character and his ferocity on the battlefield, he was given the nickname 
the dragon of Echigo. He is credited with developing a special formation for melee troops in which the frontline fighters could withdraw when they grew overtired and the second rank would take over until they likewise became exhausted and withdrew. This tactic became known as the Kuruma Gakari formation, which means winding wheel. From the descriptions, it sounds similar to the old Roman Republic style of maniple fighting, which ensured that the enemy was constantly facing fresh, eager soldiers. In 1554, the daimyo of the Takeda, Hojo, and Imagawa clans finalized a complicated arrangement which largely involved marriage arrangements between the leadership of these clans. The end result was a lasting peace treaty between the three major powers in Kanto. The Hojo could thus continue expanding their domination over smaller neighboring clans, the Imagawa could focus on defeating the hated Oda clan, and the Takeda could continue expanding their authority throughout Shinano and beyond. We will discuss the results of the clash between the Imagawa and Oda clans in the next episode, by the way. The consequences would shape nearly all of the events we will discuss next season. Once the peace treaty was concluded in 1554, the Takeda would follow up their withdrawal from Kawanakajima by taking some of the remaining Murakami clan holdout castles and putting their entire garrisons to death after their respective conquests. The goal was to intimidate the remaining fortresses into capitulating. In late summer of 1555, however, the Uesugi marshaled once more and would meet their enemies once again on the plain of Kawanakajima. What followed was yet another non-committal skirmish without either side gaining an advantage, although early on the Takeda-allied Kurita clan menaced the Uesugi right flank through lightning raids launched from the safety of Asahiyama Castle. Once Kenshin deployed his army in a more strategically sound location, however, the two foes did little but stare at one another and wait to see who would make the first move. In the fall of 1555, with practically nothing to show for their efforts, the Uesugi once more withdrew to Echigo province. Takeda Shingen likewise needed to deal with matters of governance in Kai province, as this was not a period when it was safe for a daimyo to stay far from his seat of power for too long. In 1557, Takeda Shingen struck again, seizing Katsurayama Castle in hopes of cutting off future Uesugi armies from their supply line in Echigo, and intending to make incursions into Kenshin's province himself. The castle was destroyed in the effort, and Shingen continued attacking more castles in northern Shinano until the Uesugi descended from Echigo in the spring. While Takeda forces were attempting to take Iyama Castle, the Uesugi arrived to relieve the siege. There followed another set of non-committal skirmishes which eventually led to both sides withdrawing at roughly the same time, and thus the third battle of Kawanakajima was inconclusive. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Was there a fourth battle of Kawanakajima? The answer is yes. Was there ever. While the initial three conflicts played out at or near this river delta were indecisive skirmishes, the fourth battle was a no-holds-barred slugfest in which both rival daimyo threw everything they had at their opponent in hopes of winning a decisive victory. 
Both sides marshaled huge armies for this engagement in 1561, with the Uesugi gathering 13,000, while the Takeda departed with 16,000 and gathered another 4,000 on the way. The Uesugi were certainly at a significant disadvantage regarding numbers, but Shingen feared Kenshin's talent for finding tactical advantage when on the defense, and did not trust in his numerical advantage alone. It was Yamamoto Kansuke, one of Takeda Shingen's 24 generals, who conceived a plan to defeat the Uesugi force by stratagem. Employing the high-risk, high-reward strategy of Nakairi, he proposed taking a large detachment of the Takeda army to ambush Kenshin's troops, driving them off the mountain so Shingen's division could catch the Uesugi army in a pincer maneuver. Shingen agreed for Yamamoto Kansuke was one of his most talented strategists. In the dead of night, Yamamoto Kansuke led his detachment of 8,000 warriors up the slopes of Saijo-yama, intending to surprise the Uesugi encamped on the mountain's peak and drive them to the plain, where Shingen's detachment waited for them. The Uesugi, however, discovered this plan, either through scouts or spies, and prepared to defend their left flank from the dawn ambush. When Yamamoto Kansuke's vanguard approached the peak of Saijo-yama, they were stunned to see their enemies waiting in a defensive formation, ready for their ambush. Yamamoto Kansuke had few decent options at this point. Attempting to withdraw down the mountain would set the Uesugi troops at their heels, and an organized retreat would quickly turn into a rout. Following through with the attack, however, meant fighting uphill against a prepared, entrenched enemy who were capable and stalwart. His decision would later be heralded as an ideal display of Bushido, the way of the warrior. He ordered an immediate charge, resolving himself to fight the Uesugi to the death, as he believed was his duty as a retainer. The ensuing battle went extremely poorly for Yamamoto Kansuke's detachment. The Uesugi suffered casualties as well, but not to the same degree as the Nakairi division, who were all but destroyed by the onslaught. Yamamoto Kansuke died in the ensuing melee, and deciding that he now had an advantage of facing an army with around half of its previous strength, Uesugi Kenshin ordered his troops to charge down the mountain and face off against Takeda Shingen himself. The fourth battle of Kawanakajima was everything that the first through third were not. Troop divisions were committed to assault and defense. The Uesugi employed their famous Kurumagakari formation, which may have given them some advantage against the demoralized Takeda troops who had just witnessed the destruction of their comrades on the mountaintop. At one point, Uesugi Kenshin allegedly charged directly into the foray, and when he spotted Takeda Shingen's command post, charged directly at his enemy daimyo. Shingen was caught off guard by this sudden direct assault, and defended himself with a metal signal fan normally used by samurai commanders to send orders to distant troop divisions. His bodyguard, who had been equally caught off guard, eventually killed Uesugi Kenshin's horse and drove him away. The daimyo of Echigo was forced to withdraw behind his own lines as the battle continued. When it was over, the casualties were said to be staggering, with the Uesugi losing a little over 60% of their army, while the Takeda lost somewhere around 70%. 
Some modern scholars contend that these numbers were inflated to add drama to the battle and argue that the likely casualties for both sides was closer to 20%. That makes for around 7,000 total battlefield deaths, which is still a significant number of warriors. Who won the fourth battle of Kawanakajima? Even 450 years later, the answer to that question is still being actively debated. The Uesugi army fell back in an organized retreat and then burned their mountaintop encampment before returning to Echigo, but just because they left the field doesn't make this a Takeda clan victory. After all, Shingen did nothing to pursue them during their retreat, nor did he attempt to chase them from Shinano province. Still, calling this an Uesugi victory doesn't feel entirely correct either, considering that the battle was fairly pyrrhic for both sides. The Takeda likewise were not driven away, but departed when it was clear that their enemies were gone. I would argue that it was a stalemate, but like I said, military history scholars today still get into heated discussions over how to classify the elusive Fourth Battle of Kawanakajima. There was a Fifth Battle of Kawanakajima in 1564, but its character was much closer to the first three, being composed of non-committal skirmishes and a lot of waiting for the other side to attack first. Takeda Shingen and Uesugi Kenshin would continue fanning the flames of their rivalry throughout the Sengoku period. Whatever animosity they harbored for one another, however, seems to have been tempered by a grudging respect. When the tripartite peace between the Hojo, Takeda, and Imagawa clan later dissolved, the Hojo declared war on the Takeda and enforced trade sanctions, forbidding their merchants from transporting salt to Kai or Shinano provinces. This was a critical blow as Japan has no rock salt deposits, and landlocked provinces like Kai and Shinano were dependent upon salt cultivated from coastal provinces for their supply. Uesugi Kenshin famously wrote a letter to Takeda Shingen saying that the Hojo had committed an exceedingly cruel act in this sanction and sending wagon loads of salt to the Takeda clan, famously writing, I do not fight with salt, but with the sword. As a side note, Uesugi Kenshin's favorite weapon was a rather unusual type of sword called a nagamaki. The weapon was very long, and half of its construction was composed of its blade, while the other half was the long handle. Statues of Kenshin in Japan frequently feature this weapon. Takeda Shingen also had great respect for Kenshin as a warrior. He was once heard to describe Uesugi Kenshin's skills as a general as unrivaled. Both men attained great reputations not only as battlefield leaders, but as enlightened, cultured rulers. Unfortunately for the fortunes of both clans, developments in western Chubu would soon set the nation on the path to unification, with neither the Uesugi nor the Takeda in the lead. In 1560, the Imagawa clan marched a massive army of possibly 25,000 warriors through southern Chubu, on a mission of helping the shogun restore order in Kansai and the capital. On their great journey toward power and glory, however, they would encounter a bold and clever enemy who was unwilling to succumb to their efforts at settling an old score. Next time, we will discuss that clever enemy who was known colloquially as the Fool of Owari. Until then, thank you for listening. 
If you would like access to exclusive bonus episodes, as well as ad-free versions of the regular episodes, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash ahistoryofjapan. Thank you.